Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Welcome in to another edition of Inside Boxing Live. I am your host, Dan Canovio, here to talk about the crazy, wild, unpredictable, sometimes disappointing, but highly entertaining, somewhat interesting world of boxing here in early September. And wow, where do we start? Let's start with our guest this week. He is a man that has been in the sport of boxing for over 40 years, one of the most respected voices in boxing showtime sports al bernstein will join the show to try to make sense of the headlines that we've been experiencing as boxing fans for the last two weeks whether it was the wba mess whether it's the oscar valdez mess whether it's now the fact that 58 year old evander holyfield will be replacing 48 year old oscar de la hoya in a thriller pay-per-view this saturday with donald j trump the former president of the united states on guest commentary, not to mention a fight falling out just this past week, Brandon Figueroa and Stefan Fulton due to Brandon Figueroa's uh, uh, positive COVID test. A lot to unpack right there, and only Al Bernstein can do it. It's the reason I called on Al, a longtime friend of the family, longtime friend of boxing, to kind of make sense of everything. He's been through it all 40 years. He's seen the, the rise and fall, the gimmicks in boxing, where does this last 10 days rank in his, you know, commentating career? You know, what is his message to boxing fans to, that are feeling uh, disappointed, that are feeling let down, that are feeling that they can't, they don't have any confidence in the sport right now, whether it's cancellations, whether it's fights falling through, uh, whether it's injuries now with the YouTube boxing and now with Donald Trump being part of a, a, a you know, commentating and, you know, the Donald Trump and the commentating and the YouTube fights, are very, very low on the list of things in boxing that you may not like. It's the WBA's corruption, and it's now the WBC willing to look past the fact that Oscar Valdez tested positive uh, for a performance-enhancing substance, Fetermine. Uh, it's a powerful, powerful drug, according to Victor Conti. The fact that there are some saying it's not a powerful drug, and Victor Conti saying it is a powerful drug, the BBC saying that the fight can go on because of it's, it's under the Native American Commission in Tulsa. So many blurred lines right now in the sport. You know, the WBA right now is very thankful of the WBC because they're taking some of the pressure and some of the criticism off them. You know, just two weeks ago, of three weeks ago, we wanted to, we were at our pitchforks out ready to go after the WBA. Now it's a WBC. Now it's, 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 you know, uh, I wouldn't say top rank to a lesser degree, but it, 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 a lot of bucks were being passed. You know, a lot of loopholes were, were put in place. That's the fight this weekend on Friday, Oscar Valdez stepped back into the ring for the first time since his win over Burchelt. That fight is also questionable now. So, uh, you know, that with the thriller fight, you know, the, the, the terrible uh, loss of life with Jeanette uh, Zakaria Zapata, all these things are starting to blend together. It's just one hit after the next. And we want a, good things to happen in boxing. We want positive. We want to keep the – I do think that the upcoming schedule will be great, but it comes with a caveat of will these fights happen. COVID is lurking. It, it's, it's, a, it's a strange time 
and only Al Bernstein could break it down. So here he is, the one and only Al Bernstein. Okay, we got Al Bernstein here, longtime respected voice in boxing for over four decades, ESPN, Showtime, and a number of other networks along the way. Here to make sense of some ridiculous boxing headlines that we've been seeing over the last couple of days, Al, between the WBA uh, corruption and that whole mess, which kind of uh, bled, bled into Oscar Valdez, which coincided with 58-year-old Evander Holyfield replacing 48-year-old Oscar De La Hoya in a fight this weekend that will be commentated by Donald Trump. <laughs> Al, please, please make sense of this. Same week of news for the sport of boxing, right? Yeah, the boxing scene website. It looks like the Onion. Yeah, it, it uh, it's a very good that's a very good comment. It does look like the Onion. If you didn't know better, you would think it is. Yeah, it's been look. Boxing is a sport that produces some surreal headlines and surreal uh, events. But even for boxing, this this has been a a particularly uh, weird week or so, um, and uh, and and added to that, the postponement of a fight that we were going to do on Showtime, uh, Stephen Fulton and um, uh, Figueroa, yeah. uh, in uh, which is uh, was a um, you know a terrific fight, and Figueroa Brandon Figueroa got uh, COVID and. That added to the woes of the week, but you know, here's the way I look at it, and uh, and this might see, make me a uh, either people could say I have rose-colored glasses on. A boxing's had a really good year this year, and most of what's happened in the sport of boxing, in terms of the product that's put out, has been really good. So, um, by the way, that's Donald Trump trying to get me right now. <laughs> He's he like, "Hey, to- Al, you he working works- with me?" He, he wants to get some tips on uh, on uh, on broadcasting. Right. Uh, <laughs> first Pete Davidson. Somebody, first Pete Davidson, and then now Donald Trump. Yeah, Pete Davidson wants a yeah. <laughs> I've had uh, I've had an interesting year, but anyway. So um, the boxing's had so many good things that have happened that I I you know I I, I kind of dislike the idea that because of this weirdness you know a lot of people will get on twitter and say well boxing's Mm -hmm. terrible and everything's bad you know it isn't but but these stories can't be ignored because they're especially the oscar valdez story uh because that's one that's really important no you're right al and and people associate you with boxing to a much lesser degree people associate me and my family with boxing right so whenever someone says hey what's up how's everything going you know, what's up with Jake Paul? What's up, you know, Donald Trump? Uh, That's right. You know, Evander Holyfield, Mike Tyson. And it's like, yes, okay, I understand those are the things that grab the headlines. But right. I tend to agree with you. I People, when I've been doing this show for, for, for a couple of years now, people tend to say, oh, man, you're like way too positive. You're, you're way too, uh, you know, you're not cynical yet on the sport because I'm not because I like to highlight the positives. And you're right. It was a strong year for the first couple of months. But you can't deny that the last couple of weeks – kind of, I wouldn't say negate it, but they, it, it kind of does in some of the good headlines that we've had in the sport. Uh, and it starts with the, the WBA stuff, which is inexcusable. And I think uh, they're trying to do a better job of, of, you know, in-house policing before they can potentially go out of business. But the Oscar Valdez story is, is just alarming. You know, you have well, fighters troubling. coming out. It's troubling. You have fighters coming yeah, out now really saying, troubling. 
You have fighters. Go ahead now. Oh, go ahead. No, finish your thought. No, I was going to say you have fighters coming out. You know, speaking of, is this a level playing field? Everyone from you know Andre Ward and Tim Bradley, who are actually on the broadcast, to you know current day fighters like Mick Conlon and and many others have come out and said that you know we need a level level playing field. I can't go into the ring knowing that a guy is potentially on performance enhancing drugs. Yeah, the, you know the, this story is troubling on so many different areas uh, levels. It, one, the, the fact that it's kind of a systemic issue. You know, the of the governing body that's not it wasn't correct you have the what is the you know with the tribal uh, uh, uh commission they didn't act appropriately uh other people involved with this don't seem willing to you know be fair about it and and you know there was a banned substance however it got into his system it was there mm-hmm. and either we're either the force is gonna the sport is gonna enforce these rules or they're not. And what's the point of having VADA testing if you're not going to go along with the, you know, uh, their recommendations and and what they what they you know show you? So that's a real troubling story. And and part of the problem is there's this enormous pressure from promoters, from networks, from all kinds of people for these fights to go on. Mm-hmm. Um, and nobody wants to see the fight stopped, right? That's the last thing anybody wants to see. And so the problem is people will oftentimes jump through uh, hoops uh, the wrong way to make the fight happen with the idea, hey, at the end of the day, the news cycle is short. Three months from now, nobody's going to remember that we did this wrong thing. I I hope that's the case, but I just don't see this with Valdez. He has been labeled as a drug cheat and it's i it's gonna it's going to follow him uh for a, a while now uh i don't think he's like to the level of canelo where he can you know kind of make it go away with you know these virtuoso performances these big stages because he's a good champion but he's he's not on that canelo level or even tyson right. fury who had you know uh you know his his past, checkered pass with elevated testosterone levels and all that, but just to kind of lump it into one thing, but the WBA stuff, and I hate to even talk about this, but the reason I have you here is because you've been around the block. You have seen it all in boxing. And I, I want to just have like a, just some perspective in it, but with, between the WBA and their whole nonsense, which seems like years ago uh, to your point of the news cycle. And now this WBC with willing to overlook the, this test you know, you throw in some of the, the lesser stuff, you know, with the Trumps and and I wouldn't even label Jake Paul as a problem at this point, because that is not an issue uh, in the grand scheme of things. Your message to fans right now, who I believe I think I have a pretty decent grasp of what the fans are thinking at these days is the confidence in the sport. I feel like is very low right now. What would you be your, your message to fans? Well, look, boxing is not boxing's problem is that it's lazy for capitalism run amok. It is there are it's we can be when base something happens terrible in baseball we lay it at the feet of the commissioner or we lay it at the feet of the the, the people running things and we know it, it exactly where to put it boxing doesn't have that it doesn't have a structure that allows it to uh, it has structures but these structures are so there's so many of them competing and they're so loosely formed that it doesn't uh, it doesn't equate to the same thing as the other major sports so um, it, it's very difficult to put these things together and say, here's where we're going to say this. 
darn it, we need to get this commissioner out or, or darn it, baseball needs to, football needs to change its whatever. Boxing, you can't do that. So as a result of that, each of these things are taken separately as an entity. And my advice and my suggestion is that, of course, when enough of these things mount up, it, it leads to the comment you made where boxing fans have less confidence in the sport uh, overall. But I still believe that at the end of the day, you have to take these things individually. And if you mm -hmm. do that, look, we know celebrity boxing is a new thing on the scene here. Uh, each one of them, I think, needs to be taken individually because Jake Paul fighting Tyron Woodley isn't exactly the same as Evander Holyfield fighting Belfort, okay? Mike Tyson and Jones weren't exactly the same thing mm -hmm. as Ben Askren and Jake Paul. It, it, you know, they all each have their own flavor to them. Some of them are repugnant to boxing fans. Some are interesting to people. Uh, and, 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 and I said this at the top of the broadcast when we did the Jake Paul, Tyron Woodley thing. I said, Jake Paul is himself, because he's a marketing machine that put 18,000 people in the stands and sold a lot of pay-per-views. We don't know how many, but clearly a lot. He is not a, he is not replacing anything in boxing. He is not an elixir for boxing. Uh, he is simply an addition to boxing. You can choose to ignore that addition, or you can choose to look at it and see what it has to offer. That's the way I feel about all the celebrity boxing. Mm -hmm. uh, we don't know how long it's going to be here. It may go away in another five months. We just yeah. don't know. I, I don't know the shelf life of it. I think that it's the interest is starting to wane. That's my uh, personal opinion. I love your, your, your comments at the, at the opening of the broadcast are very much in line with mine uh, and have been in line with mine for the last uh, several months or as long as uh, these YouTubers have popped up is that it's a separate lane. It's an addition to boxing. It does not count. It's not the same as a Brandon Figueroa and a, St a Stephen Fulton getting in the ring, which I thought would have been the great, Greatest way to kind of erase some of these bad headlines is that fight right, right there could have stole the show. Very unfortunate uh, that that fight's not happening, or at least no, next week it will happen at the end of October from everything that I'm seeing and, and hearing from, uh, you know, our colleagues at, at, at Showtime. But man, it's just this one headline after the next. Is there yeah, any part of you that's hearing, troubled? Yeah, it's a deflating week. It, when you look, you'd have to be completely have your head in the sand not to see that these things pile on top of each other and mm -hmm. you mentioned the final part piece to that puzzle was the bizarreness of Triller doing a game cast for their the what is already an event that is you know in some people are not going to be on board with and taking uh, the former president and his son and making them the, the, the commentators. Now, I don't know if there's actually going to be professional boxing announcer. You may know this on the broadcast along with them or how that's supposed to work. From, but from what I understand is of the of the fights. Yeah. From what I understand is Jim Lampley will be calling the He's fight. Calling along, the main fight. Right. With Sean Porter. There's a whole separate broadcast. Like it's a whole it's a separate purchase from separate what I've thing, Yeah. Yeah. But Trump and his son. And it says a panel, and I don't know what that panel is. We could go in a lot of different ways what that panel could be. But your initial reaction to Donald Trump being added to the trailer card? Well, it's look, it, in, here's taking a step back, and let's forget for a moment, whatever your feelings are about Donald Trump, positive or negative. 
you can look at the move by Triller in a couple different ways. Some people will see it as desperation. They will say, oh, look, they're reaching out. You know, they've had issues in this in the last couple trying to put fights on and um, things have been a little dicey for them. And so this is a, a desperation move to grab a bunch of uh, uh, of people that might not otherwise go for this. Or you can look at it and say it's a brilliant marketing move. This is a separate entity from the reg. Again, we're back to separate entities separate entity from the main broadcast of that fight. So their feeling is two audiences we can reach with this. One, his supporters, a, a fervent group of people um, that glom onto anything he's involved in. Mm -hmm. And two, the curious, the curious. I'm almost curious enough to spend the 40 nine dollars i swear to you i am no, I, right. i'm almost ashamed to say it i'm almost curious enough to yeah it's do like it. a car crash on the side of the road that you rubberneck and you look at it and you take a deep look precisely yeah but you it's don't right. want to, but you do yeah but it, what thing with trump is he is for non-political we're doing separate lanes here al he is pretty damn funny when he wants to be and he is a fight fan i am curious to hear his thoughts on the fights i'm curious to hear his thoughts on boxing I don't want to hear his thoughts on anything political. If he if it if he starts getting political, then I think it kind of muddies it up. And uh, but well, I, I don't think he can avoid that either. Well, that's interesting. And I tweeted out today. I said, "Here's the interesting thing about this: if he and his son cannot resist the uh, during the broadcast to make political statements or or make comments that are." in any way incendiary or political nature. <laughs> All the people on the right who yell and get mad and say politics and sports do not mix. What's their attitude about that? Yeah. You know, does that, is he, you know, is he immune to that or is he not immune to it? Look, it's, I mean, I personally, to be perfectly candid, I don't really, I don't really care what he thinks about boxing or, I mean, I've known Donald Trump for years and covered him or I don't want to say covered him, but interviewed him many times in the old days uh, and was at his properties when the boxing was there. Mm -hmm. um, it's not like I'm desperate for his insight into, into the, uh, the sport. Um, but, but the curiosity factor of just the idea of them doing this is something that is going to attract attention. Um, but you can't, the problem is, and you, you hit it right on the head. It's like a layer cake. We've had for three weeks this layer cake of stuff, right? That is weird, some unfortunate, some whatever. And on top of that, the cherry on top of that, <laughs> on top of that little layer cake is saying that Donald Trump and his son are going to comment on this this fight. It's weird. It's 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 un unbelievable. I'm at a literally at a loss for words yeah, it, as a host well, of, a, living, of a boxing podcast. We're living in a that's the, what I Stephen I alluded to this on the Jake Paul fight. We have to accept the fact, whether we like it or not, and then you can do what you want about it. We're living in this society where many of the quote-unquote rules that we thought existed have been pushed aside, whether it's mm -hmm. about reality TV programming or what constitutes a person being a celebrity. Why is someone... People are celebrities just because they're celebrities. That When I was a kid growing up, this is a million years ago, and this will seem alien to you and um, you know, your dad might, might get it when I was a kid. I mean, you'll get it, but it's, it's not, it's a different experience. 
Well, I was a kid sitting and watching the Jack Parr show from yeah. a million years ago. I was like an eight-year-old mm -hmm. and I would look and nine-year-old and I'd look and they'd have people on like Bennett Surf and, and uh, 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 some other people that were people that did do things, but were well-known in New York and well-known in the East, but I didn't know them as a kid in Chicago. So, and they were clever and they were interesting. So my thing was, Oh, look, they're famous. They're on the Jack Parr show. I yeah. thought they were famous because <laughs> they were on the Jack Parr show. I didn't know they did anything else in life. Yeah. They did. But now you can be famous for just being famous. Yeah. Trump's calling you again. We better let you go. Uh, he, he wants to know the keys to the fight. Keys to victory, Al. The keys to victory for what? Uh, Trump just called and he wants to know. He wants to know what oh, the keys Trump to victory called. are. Yeah. Yes. I'm going to, you know what? He's on my speed dial. And we're going we're gonna to get together a little later on today, and I'm going to give him some, uh, some suggestions. Because I wonder he, if uh, Trump is a CompuBox fan. Is he going to read the stats? I, he probably, uh, you know, I'm going to guess that uh, uh, he'll be, he will want to know the numbers to this fight. Big and numbers, huge numbers coming in for Vitor Belfort and, and Oscar De La Hoya. But, Al, <laughs> the lines have been blurred. Like, uh, I think you added some great perspective. It's the reason why I wanted to have you on here. You are the one of the, the most respected voices in boxing. And I, I think appreciate fans... that. I don't know if you can. Uh, it, the interesting thing is, I don't know if you can put it in perspective. And I don't know how much you can wrap it up in a bow and explain it with one thought. That's why yeah. it's like a. It, we've had an ongoing discussion about this for 20 minutes. That's really what it is. It's kind of like an ongoing discussion with different parts yeah. and you have to kind of isolate each part and try and figure out how it co coalesces together. Thank you, Al, for your time and your wisdom and uh, look forward to seeing you soon ringside. Uh, Sorry for whatever for phone calls. I should have had the phone off. <laughs> oh, you're a busy guy. You're, you're a very popular man. You got you know, former presidents calling. And Hey, and, would you die if I went and checked that number and one of them was from Mar-a-Lago? One of those calls was from Mar-a-Lago. <laughs> nothing would shock me, Al. We're, we're, nothing can shock us anymore, but I appreciate no. the time. We'll catch you next time. All right, take care. There he is, Mr. Al Bernstein, and just sitting there talking to Al about some of the issues that are in boxing. It was almost therapeutic in a way. Uh, to talk it out there, it's been a interesting three weeks in boxing, to say the least. And just like Al said, the boxing business is like a, a thick layered cake. And you can make the case that right now we're in a rotten part of it uh, with the headlines, with the WBA and their nonsense, the WBC allowing Oscar Valdez uh, to continue to fight. Uh, Jake Paul stepping in the ring. If you're upset with Donald Trump being part of boxing, if you're upset with Evander Holyfield fighting at age 58 and seeing some of the footage from his sparring session, uh, his workouts and his interviews. Yes, it's troubling times, but I believe, I truly believe that the minute, the, the first big fight that comes through, the first big fight that happens, it's, whether it's, it's Joshua Nusik, when they step into the ring and we see that scene and we get a good fight, we're going to hopefully, I wouldn't say forget about these headlines, because you can never can forget, but we're going to, it's going to make it easier. It's going to make it easier to digest this, these last couple of weeks. The minute we get Wilder and Fury in the ring for the third time, and I do think that fight's going to happen because Fury's making the media rounds. When Canelo and Plant step in there, when we have this frantic end of the year, Porter and Crawford get in the ring, it's going to make it a lot easier to digest. It's going to make, we're going to go back to and remember why uh, we love this sport because when the best fight the best, the fight, the sport shines. I know it's it sounds corny, but it's truly what I believe. It's tr why we all watch this show every week. It's why we all tune in to, to boxing every single week, no matter how many times it lets us down. Uh, we always remember why it's a great sport. That's a wrap for this show. See you next week.